0: Welcome to Growing Home, the podcast that helps you take care of the place that means the most to you, your home. I'm your host, Terry Therian, alongside your co-host, Len Giddix. Good morning, Len and... You know, now we're back in the studio. An early morning session for the Growing Home Podcast.
1: But maybe next time we should wait till the
0: sun comes up. What do you
1: think, Terry? Yeah, I think I think after we
0: got here, I heard a rooster crow. Yes, (laughs) he was sleeping in. But you know, us being avid gardeners, we're we're ready to go. We're ambitious this time of the year. That's right.
1: There's things to do. Yeah,
0: so we're we're ready to get out there and, and get going. So early morning start for the Growing Home Podcast team. But Len, you know, every time you know we come in the studio, we chat after, and and often I've asked you about this massive hydrangea that was—it's in the front of my house, and it it has been there before I moved there, so I have no idea how old it is. Mm -hmm. But it leafs out; it's probably close to five, five and a half feet tall, Mm -hmm. and I get one flower a year.
1: Congratulations! Thank
0: you, thank you. And it's—it's this beautiful blue flower Mm -hmm. buried deep in the foliage uh-huh and it's just we're just not i don't know if i'm not doing it justice but you know can we talk about how can i get flowers maybe on the top of the bush and yeah. and what how can we
1: save this thing it's it's not impossible terry i mean it um, the lack of uh i i joke sometimes and say that the lack of flower spring flowers on a big leaf hydrangea like you have are due to bad karma and not saying enough novenas because there's a lot of magic. Uh, it's not magic, but it's, it seems to be magic to the public. Um, there are actually perfectly logical reasons why you your, your hydrangea doesn't bloom in spring and that flower is down buried in the foliage, and yet every year you have this lush plant that comes up from the ground. Right? Gorgeous foliage. Yeah. But-
0: the, yeah, the, yeah. the fl- burying the flower deep within, right. and and I'm you know from customers I run into in the garden center and stuff, you know I'm guessing a lot of us run into oh, this. Yeah. That's
1: the biggest question on the radio in the garden center. Why didn't my hydrangea bloom? Well, it's pretty simple, but I think that we should take a step back and say why did the owner of your house actually plant the hydrangea in the front in the front yard? Right. Yeah. Right in the front yard. Yeah. Right there when it. <clears throat> It doesn't flower, but he hoped it or she hoped it would flower. And, and when you think about it, uh, a lot of us uh, vacation on the Cape or along the shoreline. Uh, uh, what's the uh, what's the the town in Pro- in uh, Rhode Island with all the mansions? The Newport. Newport. Yes. Every mansion had tons, tons of uh, of hydrangeas, and they do very well. It seems just growing in an old driveway somewhere and there's a mystique about hydrangeas they're large flowers whether they be lace cap the flat flower or the mop head flower which is the big ball there they have this alluring you know, persnickety-ness, let's put it that way because they're associated with vacation and rich and boy i love it they are beautiful why can't i do this so the public goes out and buys uh, hydrangea, thinking that well, f- that one plant will kind of raise them up a little bit.
0: Oh, I mean, it's. A, I don't know if it's a status symbol or it's a status symbol. I think it could be, but I mean, even <laughs> then, like it, it's because that flower just it is. They're so big, yeah, and it's on most of our shrubs. Yeah. You know, they'll flower a little bit and have like small flowers, but nothing as impressive yeah. as one of those large. You know macrophylla hydrangeas you know with those large blue and purple and pinkish flowers and you know they they draw your attention
1: right off the road Yep. well you you go to every any party any dinner party or cocktail party where there's gardeners involved and the subject of did your did your hydrangea bloom this year comes up and of course the one the one or two people that have blooming hydrangeas are very proud uh, to say that they did and not ashamed to rub it in your nose. Oh, well, <clears throat> good thing hydrangeas are fragrant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you feel that way that you that they're persnick- persnickety, what you're thinking of is the big leaf or hydrangea macrophylla. Big leaf macrophylla means big. Uh, macro means big phylla means leaf. So it's big leaf hydrangeas. They come in mop heads with those big balls of blue or pink, depending on the pH or the flat lace caps. Right. Um,
0: and the lace caps are, they have the, the small little beady looking flowers
1: on the center. Exactly. And then the larger petal flowers are on the outside. Yep. Uh, and when we say hydrangeas, those immediately are what comes to mind. But there's actually six different types of hydrangea, and the one that comes to your mind is the most persnickety. Right. Okay. There are <clears throat> the rest of the hydrangea family is so easy to grow that it's unreal, and they are reliable. Yet we keep wanting to grow the big leaf hydrangea because oh, it's a challenge, I guess. All right. Maybe it r-
0: reminds us of vacation when we're at the you know i've seen beautiful hydrangeas from cape cod all the way down to uh you know spring lake new jersey right on the uh, jersey shore sure, even
1: further south yeah
0: so maybe you know it reminds us of vacation and those blues and purples they stick in our mind and we come home and, and we want to bring that back with us
1: that's true that makes all the sense in the world well you want to go through those different yeah. six types yeah let's Let's, well, let's start uh, with your down with your problem okay. yes my problem child <laughs> and it, it, it's called the the big leaf or mop head uh, it's also called the mop head because of that big ball of flowers uh again they come in the lace cap which is the flat flower a lot of people pre- don't prefer the lace cap i think they're absolutely gorgeous but most people like the mop head. That's what they expect. Yeah. Well, I mean, even on our last episode when I was
0: dorking out about the David Austin roses and the number of petals, you know, up close, they look – they're just so impressive. It's like how did – you know, we, we fight so hard to, you know, make things perfect or organize our house in a perfect way, and yet Mother Nature just does her thing, and this flower just emerges like – incredibly perfect. <clears throat> and I think that same thing of the lace cap hydrangea and that's something in my mind that's something I'd like to plant where I get to see it up close more often. And maybe yeah. you put those big mop heads at a farther distance away, you can because of their impressive flower, you can see them. But that lace cap it's so amazing that this like perfect circle of flowers, the large petal flowers circle these small and beady ones in the center. And correct me if I'm wrong, those small ones in the center are the fertile ones.
1: Well, yes. Um, I, the, the, technically, they are okay. <laughs> However, they you never plant the hydrangeas from seed if you want to live long enough. I suppose you do, but oh. you buy a plant. Yes, you buy the rooted plant. And by the way, you were dorking out about hydrangeas. Oh, was you, I? That just means you're a gardener. Oh yeah, I'm
0: there. <laughs> I'm I'm hooked. Uh,
1: okay. the The big thing about uh, the the the, the is the big leaf hydrangeas. Is that they're happiest in zone six or seven or warmer? Now, believe it or not, the Cape is six and seven, getting the warmer, getting warmer temperatures. Off the ocean. We are here in in south central and Connecticut, north zone five. No okay. matter what the USDA says, we're a five. And we just it, missed it. Well, just missed it, but yeah. we, you know. Those that are zone six, which are along the shore and up and down the Connecticut River Valley, usually have higher uh, land taxes. So you're paying. for. It. <laughs> okay. And they're perceived, as we said, as trophy plant. And they'll be brought up and rubbed in your face every time your neighbor has uh, flowers and you don't. And the blooms change color, pink or blue. Or something in between, even purple, uh, with the soil pH. The more acidic the pH, less than seven, the bluer the flower. The more alkaline the soil, above seven, seven is neutral. Above seven, you'll get pink. That's why in the Midwest um, and in in the in the nursery business, we we had this fight because most of our Uh, bare root plants that we planted in the previous year Mm -hmm. would uh, be grown in the midwest where they have alkaline soils and most of the country has alkaline soils so the tags that came the tags that came with the plant all had pink flowers and no one no one in New England wants a pink flower Right, so there was like this false advertising, and our soils are naturally a little acidic. <sharp inhale> Up comes this blue flower holy cow! I bought this pink hydrangea, what's going on? And it was a constant source. Of, we had to explain it. Oh, that so finally we got the double colored, uh, double colored uh pictures on tags. That is a funny coincidence, it is because you've
0: got what Minnesota. Uh, Wisconsin Michigan yeah. are your alkaline soils sending it to acidic
1: New England that's right and uh, the blooms on, on on the mop head or the big leaf hydrangeas can be blue purple red white or even now multicolored there's a new um, revolution series where the flower color is anywhere from white to green and red all on the same bloom it's just a magnificent and it changes it, 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 it's remarkable because you'll have one plant with a multi, uh, with, with each bloom being a different color because of its age. Hydrangea flowers and hydrangea, even hydrangea uh, uh, foliage tends to turn color with age. You'll see it turn more purple in the fall as the light. Yeah. Uh,
0: so instead the, of seeing like the whole, like all of the flowers on the same shrub change color altogether yep. they're individually changing
1: and that's with the revolution series yeah wow yeah it's really wow. cool i mean they're making some great advances still you need to be zone six or protected, and we'll talk about protection a little bit later okay, okay. The, se- the, the second the hydrangea i'd like to talk about is called the mountain hydrangea uh, or the serrated leaf hydrangea these now the mop heads, the origin of the mop heads, the big leaf hydrangeas that we just talked about, well, mm-hmm. they originated at, in the uh, coastal regions of Japan, just like they grow well at the coastal regions of Connecticut. The mountain uh, hydrangea was harvested originally from where in Japan? The mountain hydrangea. From the
0: mountains? Ah, there you go. There we go.
1: And as we know, the mountains are a little bit colder, and so these are more hardy. And they are just perfect for Central Connecticut. They are a zone five. <clears throat> they tend to grow slower. They get, tend to grow a little bit uh, smaller, which is great because of the uh, smaller yards that we have, the smaller landscape plants that we need. They tend to be lace caps right now, although I think I'm certain someone's working on getting rid of the lace cap and giving us a mop head serrata. Uh, um, uh, the serrata, they get their name because their leaf edges are serrated. Serrata means serrated. Um, uh, that's how I remember it anyway. And, um, let's see. Tough stuff. Little tough stuff is a PW brand name. And I think those are about the only ones that are out right now. Yeah. And there's a, and there's a line of them. There's
0: multiple colors in the tough stuff line. Yeah. Uh, I, I red, know of a uh,
1: purple, red. And yep. a blue. Yeah. Yep. Um, great. So what about the next one? Uh Annabelle types. This is a this is an American native plant. Now the uh it's called the smooth leaf uh hydrangea. guess that the edges are smooth rather than serrated. Okay. Or r- way big. But uh, this is an American native and in its natural state is a lace cap. It's a beautiful flat lace cap with the with the sterile flowers on the outside and the little fertile flowers on the inside. And, and they are, if you get one, I'm telling you, you're not going to regret it because they are pollinator magnets. I mean, it's a little scary just to go near this 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 shrub even in, 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 in summer because there are so many insects on it of different types. If you want to learn your uh, pollinators, this is one of the plants you want to get. Uh, it's, it's and a, being a native plant, it makes sense, right? Exactly. Now, uh, the Annabelle, which is uh, a mophead flower, was found by accident growing in the wild in Anna, Illinois. And it was found by a woman, so they named it Annabelle. Ah. That's how it got its name. Now, Annabelle was this, uh, just a, a revolution in landscape plants because of the big white mop head that it had on there. However, it was a little flimsy when it, and and, and it was fine as long as it didn't rain hard, but you have a big mop head, uh, flower and all of a sudden it rains. It weighs about three times more than what it should. And they tended to fly. And the stems can't hold the large flower. That's right. So over the last uh, 20 years, 15 years or so, uh, the industry has developed stronger stems, mm-hmm. and we have. Uh, let me see what's the, what's the big one? Incredible, right? And then there's uh, Incredi- Invincible Spirit, which is a red. Okay, so we have white and a red, and the Incredible is super because it's just a oh my gosh, it's almost the size of a soccer ball, and then that turns an olive green when uh, when it ages, uh, which is really cool. Um, so I've that's got, a good one to, to cut and dry and put in the house. Yeah, but make sure, as with all of your hydrangeas, if you do cut them and dry them, you want to spray them almost immediately with um, Aquanet hairspray, cheap hairspray. Yeah, your mom may have used it. But you, you certainly don't, and Chelsea doesn't. Need it. <laughs> but it, it was like a lacquer. Uh-huh. And you would, you spray it with Aquanet Yep. and uh, it holds the flowers on there, uh, and uh, eventually they fall off, and they're a mess to bring in. But yeah. for the time, you know, for the early month or so, they're great if you put aqua net on. Otherwise, you're gonna have a mess right away. Right after you cut them. Right after you cut them, and then wow. dry them. Yeah, okay. that's my suggestion. Anyway, I, someone may argue with me. Never heard of that one. Yeah. Well, that's you know the voice of experience. It, there you go, wisdom firsthand. Okay, the Annabelle types. Uh they bloom a little later in June through September. They're not a, the color of the flower is not affected by pH. And again, they're the they're they are a native and just dead hardy in Connecticut. So those blooms they're they're gonna stay on the plant for the duration of the yes. summer. You're gonna you're gonna cut them off as a dried uh dried flower. And and you can do that in early spring because they flower on what will Learn is new wood, uh, or you can cut them back uh, in the fall right after, and you can cut them back to half the size that you have because they grow quite vigorously. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. The panicle hydrangeas, uh, I think everyone is, uh, or hydrangea paniculata, uh, they are well known right now. Um, they are the fall blooming hydrange- hydrangeas. Uh they the flowers are usually are practically all conical shaped. Um big and blooms. And we're talking blooming August through September. August through frost, really. Really? On yeah, October, yeah. Uh limelight is probably the most popular right now. It used to be um grandif- hydrangea grandiflora, paniculata grandiflora. Okay. Um, which was still around. It is usually a tree form and you'll see it out there uh Huge, uh, well, huge, 10, 12 feet across, maybe fifteen feet high, with white flowers on it. Nothing like, uh, nothing like the limelight. But that was the state of the art back in the seventies, and now limelight has taken over. Yeah, so I do have a limelight
0: tree hydrangea. Uh huh. So you are
1: experienced,
0: and with the limelight, I'm pretty successful. Of course. Yeah, it is. Uh, we planted it a couple of years ago. It flowered brilliantly last year. Actually, it was so awesome that I went out and bought a little solar light and put it on it so I could enjoy it at night, too. Wonderful. That is how proud I am. <clears throat> I, did
1: you uplight it or did you light it from the sun? Uplight it. Oh, yep. that's yep. class. Oh, oh
0: Matthieu. Yeah, it stood out. It stood out. <laughs> yeah. but Yeah, so the limelight hydrangea, from my experience, is hardy for our zone.
1: Oh, dead hardy.
0: And super easy to take care of. We prune it early spring. Yep. And we cut it all back, and um, could you talk a little bit about, you know, when we are pruning something like a paniculata hydrangea?
1: Paniculata can be done in the uh, late fall after when you're tired of looking at it or if you want to harvest the flowers. Okay. Or in early spring. Um, and you, as you know, you're going to cut it back fairly aggressively uh, because it's going to grow two, three feet anyway. Uh, within the same season. Within the same season, yeah, yeah. And the farther you cut it back, the better off you are, really. But just don't want to cut it down to the trunk, you know. Yeah. Give it a little leeway. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But dead hardy, you can't make a mistake with that. If you wanted to start out with a hydrangea, that's the paniculata is the one. And that, pardon me. Now the um, there are just an array of paniculatas, unbelievable array of paniculatas, all sizes, all flower shapes. And one called Quickfire, uh, which is flowering in July. And it's the early, they call it Quickfire because it it fires off its blooms very quickly in the season. And it's. And it's early for a paniculata. Early for a paniculata, about yeah. a month early, I would say. And then uh, there are some some of them where the flowers, you could take the flower off and put it in a Sunday, you know, an ice cream Sunday glass, and you'd swear that that was an ice cream Sunday there. Put a spoon in it, cherry on top, and use it as a table decoration. It is absolutely gorgeous and that's exactly what it looks like. Of course I relate everything to food.
0: Yeah, well um, I mean, hey, if they are if the paniculatas are blooming, you know, late in the summer to the fall, it's basically the dessert of the gardening season. You
1: know, that is a good point. We should wow. we should, maybe we should win, trademark that one. <laughs> But there are also very, and and the paniculatas can be fairly large plants, as you know, especially the tree forms. Yeah. But there are, of late, some very uh, dwarf, compact paniculatas. One of them is called Bobo. Okay. It's out of France. Um, It was introduced, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Um, And Bobo, you probably don't remember Bobo. Do you know who Bobo was? Is Bobo the Clown? It was a Bobo the clown, but many of us in the in the '60s uh, or '50s had a, a blow up doll with a sandbag on the bottom, so that you could punch Bobo and he would come back at you. You know that's not acceptable anymore that you punch a clown. And well, maybe it is, but uh, you'd punch the clown. His name was Bobo. That was Bobo. Oh, and the and and the breeder just happened to be. Uh, a, a whimsical co- no he was a grown man a whimsical <laughs> guy yeah yeah so so is there there's he the... had another one by the way by the name of Pinky Winky oh which is one of the Teletubbies the one with the pocketbook that never really emptied so there's a there's a Pinky Winky hydrangea out there gotcha and same since the Teletubbies were a
0: European well I think it was a Scottish TV show
1: I don't know a lot
0: yeah. Yeah, I've actually been to where they filmed uh, the Teletubbies. There's this hillside in Edinburgh, Scotland. Yeah. Um, beautiful city. But yeah, there was a bus tour and we drove by and they're like, hey, that's where they filmed Teletubbies. Or, uh, or maybe it was based off that landscape, something and like that. None of them wore kilts. None of them. No. And I'm pretty sure none of them had Scottish accents.
1: <laughs> 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 All right, where were we? Uh, Oakleaf Hydrangeas. Yes. Oakleaf has to be my favorite hydrangea. Really? Yes, it is. It's a native, and it's dead hardy in Connecticut. You trim them back after they flower in the fall, and they have this fairly large conical uh, flower. That It's not real thick, but it's graceful. And there's a number of them on the end of each branch, and that's the nice thing. It's on the end of each, each branch, so you can see them. And its namesake is obviously the shape of its leaf is not the typical, almost-
0: a spade-shaped leaf all that right. you see on hydrangea.
1: Bingo. You are good. All right. And do you know what the uh, the botanical name is? Hydrangea? Oak leaf? Quercifolia. Oh. Um, <laughs> Quercifolia. Qu- qu- Quercus is the uh, name for the oak. Oh, The okay. genus of the oak. So gotcha. That, yeah. Quercifolia. Leaf. Um, oak leaf. Gotcha. It's all in a name. See, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah um it the bloom starts usually a white pink Uh and then as that bloom ages it turns this lusty pink red and then it turns almost a purple and it's just this magical thing that happens but also magically the leaves start turning the same types of colors. so there's this rainbow uh of colors uh, right there in front of you and it changes every day throughout the fall Remarkable. So you get the benefit of
0: seeing the flowers change, but you also get the flo- the foliage that gives you a little entertainment as well. That's right.
1: That's right. Very cool. Very cool. And then uh, the lastly is the climbing hydrangea. Most people don't even know about a climbing hydrangea, but those of the rich and famous do because. They've uh, got the hydrangeas growing on arbors and up the sides of brick walls and whatever, and they're famous for that. They take a little bit longer to get established. Right. But once they do, um, all you have to do is train them. Now, you need a substantial structure because okay. these are heavy vines like wisteria. They, you, you, they're gonna, you don't want the, the structure to collapse on you after it gets to be magnificent. Will get magnificent. Uh, the flowers are, I think, all varieties have a lace cap flower, which is that flat flower, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're large, and it's it, it's just such an elegant vine. If you've got a chimney, you know, a wide chimney that goes two stories high, oh baby, that's, oh very that's cool the plan for you. So,
0: you know, when we look at like a climbing hydrangea, and we we buy it in its two three gallon pot. What what is the expectancy before we get like a mature plant that's maybe you know vined out six to ten feet? Do you, have, you 10 have an feet. idea how long that would take. I
1: think I think that in three years it'll you'll see it start growing. Okay, noticeably, and okay. then after that, once it starts, it's it established and starts yeah. growing, it'll start to flower, and then you're gonna have to just train it to follow whatever you want it to grow on, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and then provide some sort of support. It'll it'll actually Put out uh, its own tentacles to, it's like an octopus uh, uh-huh. to attach to whatever you want it to. But you need to, I would always put up an arbor, metal arbor a metal arbor if it's going up yeah. the side of a house. Yeah. Or a heavy wooden pergola, for example. Yeah. They're
0: beautiful. Pergola. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah.
1: I think pergolas are becoming super popular. I'm seeing them. And why not? You look so good at them. Yeah, right. You know? Make it big enough. Put a, put a hammock underneath. Yeah, a wisteria overhead. Oh man! I'll tell you what. I'll take a picture of mine, and that's exactly why I put it there, so that my wife could relax during the hot summer days, and she would look so good. Of course, I, yeah, <laughs> I look good sitting next to her. So it's a big hammock, oh, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> cool. Okay. So there's
0: our six types of hydrangeas. Yeah. We have the uh, you know the one we all know and admire from the shoreline the macrophylla we have the serrata mountain hydrangea we have the annabelle type we have the paniculata both are the large flowers and both do well in our climate we've got the oak leaf um, with its obviously standout foliage feature and then the climbing hydrangea now understanding how the blooms work on this and for me helping me with my, we haven't we haven't really
1: discussed your dilemma. We, have, in we have
0: not. We and and I don't know, maybe this is the year or how can I get ahead of it or what where do I go from here? It's yeah. what are where are we at right now? Moon, have you, may. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, have you have you checked your karma? My karma? I think I've good good karma. I'm okay. really trying. And have you gone to, to a church and lit candles or said novenas or masses or whatever to increase your spiritual health. You know, I, I can't
0: say I've been, I've been the best at that, yeah. but I've make, made sure that all of our garden centers are well taken care of. But so and, I feel like that's good plant karma.
1: And you That's right. And you've <laughs> donated to the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts this year? A, every year time. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, you're on your way and you're just a little, it's, it's what you did, not what you not it's what you did not what you didn't do. Okay. Okay. Or maybe what you didn't do too. Mm. Now, I just want to point out that the image that we have in mind of hydrangeas when someone says hydrangea we've got this macrophylla hydrangea that grows great on the shoreline and in zone 6 and 7 and we live in zone 5. Right. Yeah, we want to bring vacation home with us. We do. Okay, we want to extend that vacation. And so we plant the hydrangea, and it maybe blooms the first year because the nurseries have taken care of it in in a preheated houses, and they've kept it above freezing all year long, mm-hmm. so that it never the the old. Well, we're going to talk about old wood because the growth that formed the previous year stays alive. Okay, and when temperatures get down to zero or below as they did this year as they did last year with a wind chill okay um it dries and kills those ugly stems the the wood that grew last year the the growth that grew last year yep and once those are dead you're going to kill the flower the buds the flower buds and the leaf buds for that matter that formed the previous year okay
0: so so In 2018, the
1: buds formed for the flowers. I'm trying to get this year. Correct. Gotcha. And that's those are uh, when you hear a professional say or a gardener say it blooms on old wood. Yeah, that's exactly what they mean. That this stuff was formed before winter. And your job, your job, Terry, Mm -hmm. is to keep those guys alive in a zone five environment. Okay. Okay. How do you do that? You did you did something. I did. I did. We first we took a roll of burlap
0: yeah. and wrapped it around the tree. Right. Now. Around the bush, around the did shrub. Did you did
1: you collect the the ugly stems that were there uh together? And you can do that.
0: We did. We first went around with twine to bring go. it together closer. Uh-huh. And actually the thought on it was just to make it easier for us to wrap but of apparently course. we did the right thing. Yes. Of so we took some twine and we went around to bring all the branches together, uh-huh. uh, and then we took the burlap, started at the base, and worked our way up. Mm-hmm. Um, however, to note, we did run out of burlap. Okay. Yeah, we should have we should have done our math first to figure out how much burlap we needed. Uh huh. Um, so, you know, just doing the math real quick, and and I did this before we started chatting here. Right. So it's about 13 feet around my hydrangea, and each ro- the roll is like three feet tall. Yeah. So overlapping, I think we had to take three passes of the burlap. And from what I gather is that's we should go around it twice. Twice is good. Okay. So that turns out to be about 78, 80 feet of burlap, which we way underestimated. And uh, we had some extra weed fabric.
1: Yeah, that works. That
0: uh, we ended up
1: bringing in. So yeah, or weaving in somehow. Did you cover the top and overlap the top? We did not. And where do the flowers form that you want in the spring? Hopefully on the top. That's correct. Yes. But that's the one part you didn't protect. Right. Okay. Now, have you taken the burlap off? We have. Is anything starting to form on those dead branches? No. Okay, so we should have gone around maybe three times, who knows? (laughs) We don't want to use plastic. Okay, and it's not a it's you're you're trying to raise that inner environment to a zone six, which is ten degrees warmer during the winter than it is in zone five. Yep. Okay. But you don't want to use plastic. If you wanna build a you know, fifteen thousand dollar greenhouse around this plant, that would work. But don't use plastic. And the I'm glad to hear that you did not cut off those ugly sticks in the fall. We did not. You did not, no. and a lot of people do because you know it's cleanup time, right? Right. And they look dead. Yeah. And what you will get each time, whether they die in this over the winter or you cut them off in the fall uh-huh. of the previous year, it was is that the roots are perfectly happy in a zone five and they'll just sprout out and you'll get this beautiful green foliage it's wonderful you'll fertilize it and it'll grow even faster and bigger and maybe 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 if your karma is halfway there you'll get a blue flower in the middle of the plant down at the base right which is what you got that's what we get yeah so it's all really a crapshoot Uh, and it has nothing to do with karma or the Venus it's just winter cold we're in the wrong spot the best thing you can do I mean you have to put your priorities in the right place Mm -hmm. you want hydrangeas or do you want to live in Connecticut Move to South Carolina, move to Maryland, move to New Jersey, move to the Cape, invite us out for summer. You know, we'll give you some advice, right? Maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm talking to our audience. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Invites are open. Podcasts yeah. at
0: markiesinc.com.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it may take a week to analyze your situation, but yeah. that's life, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, waterfront properties yeah. only, please. Thank yes, you. please. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll. Uh, Uh, you know you're you're trying to do something that the plant doesn't want to do okay okay this is why you have five other god gave us five other hydrangeas for our use and they are all dead hardy. they are all beautiful in their own way um you got to open your mind okay i'm not saying don't try the macrofellas the newer the newer uh, reblooming hydrangeas uh the endless summer and the uh, uh let's dance series from pw are all very good and they will they're more forgiving in other words they'll form because they're reblooming they'll form flower buds but later in the season and those flowers will be smaller they're not going to be the big ones that you expected in the spring and the nice thing about them is that if you're in a deer situation where you have deer coming in uh, that tend to eat the the tips off, uh, that actually stimulates more growth. And and if you can keep the deer away long enough, more blooms later in the summer. Gotcha. So in those reblooming ones, can you
0: break down the reblooming cycle and what's actually happening there a little bit?
1: Rebloomers, yeah. Oh, they are still the big leaf hydrangeas, yep. so they still need to pr- be protected. Okay. Um, if the, if the stems don't die or you don't cut them off, they mm-hmm. will produce beautiful big spring flowers, blue or pink, depending on the pH. On, on the old wood. On the old wood, on right. last year's growth, right? Okay. And then those flowers will fade, but the rest of the plant keeps growing and where those flowers on the stems that are new growth. Okay. That just came up from the spring, uh, the plant... Technology is to have uh, shorter internodes, which is the space, the stem space between leaves, and the uh, and the flowers tend to form coming off of an axle uh, the, where the leaf meets the stem. Okay, and that happens quicker because there's less growth needed in the stem for it to happen. Yep. So that later in the summer you'll get these smaller blooms, but you will get blooms, and that's why they call them rebloomers. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So then the
0: macrophyllas that we we're talking about, they, they flower on old wood, the really fussy shoreline types. They're all, they all flower on old wood, yes. And then the limelight, the paniculatas, and uh, the Annabelle Incredibles and stuff we were talking about, those are all flowering on new
1: wood. New wood. So you This can year's work. growth. So you can whack them back. Whack them back. In the spring or the fall before, and you are going to have great success. Right. and it's, as that stem grows yeah. and it'll flower off that new stem yep. or the new growth on that stem. yep and the only th- only way you can go wrong and people are going to go wrong with the first year is not to anticipate the amount of growth that those those have uh, you really need to cut them back by half oh yeah in order for them not to grow any bigger than what you have sure and you're going to be a little scared to pr- just like grapes you're going to be scared to prune them back as far as you should but don't worry about it Okay. Anything as far as like pruning
0: when, you know, let's say those, those Annabelle balls that have these massive flower, uh, flower heads on them. Yeah. Is there any way to prune that we can prune to thicken the stems so that they can hold up? These large flowers? Well,
1: they're designed to have thicker stems, but yes, the farther back you cut them off, the better off you're going to be. And of course, it has a lot to do with, do you fertilize them? No, don't fertilize them because fertilization makes for floppy plants floppy green plants. If you wanted to put some phosphorus or or potassium in your soil, that's fine, but there's no need to do this. Most of the plant, when I say most of the plant, over 96% of the plant comes from the air and the water, not from the soil, and there's only a few ingredients in the soil which, if you plant organically and don't rake up your leaves under these trees, will automatically Go back into the soil, compost back into the soil. If you do clean up, um, you may want to add a little bit if you see your plant yellowing or or, or, or becoming a little bit weak or not flowering or flopping. okay. But uh, cutting them back every year relentlessly. Uh, and, and I mean cutting them back with head shears. Okay. Not the electric head shears, not the gas head shears. I mean right. a big pair of scissors. Yep. Uh, it just take a day go through it all and you'll do just fine you may need loppers for the uh paniculata trees yeah yeah no, it's i mean
0: it, we planted it two years ago uh-huh. i believe and like the the trunk of it is thickening right up yeah. um and the branches are coming out and this year it's uh it looks great it, yeah. Yeah. W- one of my prouder garden
1: features well, you know what? I'm so proud of you for picking a sensible hydrangea, even though you were you inherited that finicky one. But you're going to do it, Terry. Yeah. One of these winters is going to be mild enough for we'll <laughs> success. Yeah.
0: No, no, next year I'm I'm we're we're gonna we'll take another stab at it. We're probably not going to get any flowers on that uh, macrophylla hydrangea this year. Yeah, but next year, you know, where we made the mistake is we wrapped it all around. We got to the top. And our thought was, well, we don't want to canvas the top because that way, you know, when the snow comes, it's going to sit on it. and It's going to break the tops of the branches Mm -hmm. down. However, because we were thinking, you know, we just lay, you know, a layer of fabric over the top. Sure. Where I totally, my, I'm actually disappointed in myself for not thinking of this, is to cone the top almost like a teepee. Yes. And bring it to a point so that you wouldn't have any fabric just canvassing over the top, really. It would you know mm-hmm. roll
1: off and you can go and knock it off after a heavy snow anyway right and that's i mean that's why it's important not to use plastic because plastic doesn't breathe mm. and uh well, the other suggestion i might have terry is also that uh, you'll do this in and around uh, halloween thanksgiving christmas you can turn your uh you're mummified, uh, you're wrapped uh, hydrangea into want a scarecrow for Halloween, a pilgrim or an Indian for Thanksgiving, and then a uh, 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 snowman or Santa Claus figure in the winter and be a real uh, the talk of the town, to tell you the truth, and have some fun at it to boot. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, I don't know. And the burlap is reusable. Remember that. Save that burlap. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Well, after you use 80 feet of burlap, you're not going to throw that away. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I really didn't. I didn't didn't do the math. I was like, oh yeah, fifty foot roll. I'm good. Ran out and and then we had this black and burlap covered it's okay. ball in the front of the yard for the it year. Was a,
1: it was a little trashy, but you know. Yeah, you know, but uh, front yard and all. Yeah. And then no top hat and cane to make it into a f- stick figure, so to speak. Right. So it was. Next year it'll be better. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll work. it. Yeah, that.
0: yeah. Great. So we've we've got down you know our different varieties um let's talk quickly about planting the hydrangea anything unique about planting a hydrangea compared to other shrubs or even a rose
1: no it's still the brown end goes in the ground okay okay <laughs> and like we said another and uh, other podcasts uh, dig your hole about twice the size of the container that you bought the uh, hydrangea in Yep. um you want to make it as deep And plant it as deep as it is in the pot, no higher. Mm -hmm. Try not to get any lower. Fill it in. If you want to put some compost in that fill on either side, it's nice because that becomes a transition zone for the roots. You want to score the roots once you take it out of the pot with a knife. That stimulates root growth. Water, 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 no fertilizer. My gosh, don't use fertilizer right away. If you want to use it the next year once it's established, that's fine. But remember, when you use fertilizer, it's going to grow faster and you're going five years down the line, especially if it's a foundation planting, you're going to curse yourself because it's going to grow too big too fast. I just want to caution you. Look at the plant. If it needs fertilizer, please give it to it. Yeah. You know, don't let it starve there and languish. But if it doesn't, I'm sorry to hurt your hyd- your fertilizer sales, but, uh, you know, uh, you uh, know fish emulsion. Nope. Yeah, it, it, I'm never worried about that. If yeah.
0: if someone's going home successful with their hydrangeas, that's there you ultimately go. the goal, and, there you go. and we're heading in the right direction. So as far as planting them, you know, the hydrangea, you know, that comes from these Greek words for water vessel. You know, what's super important from what I understood when I was planting mine was that you need good drainage yes. around these plants. Yes. Um, so what we did in order to help that was we did a compost and peat moss mixture yes. to help with that soil yep. you know give it that ideal environment and yep. and we haven't fertilized it we don't fertilize it
1: well the compost uh, gives a, a, a nice light start to the fertilization scheme yeah. right and i'm so proud of you to know hydrangea made water made water vessel in greek yeah holy cow no. was that on I, the I've SATs? Had that one, i had no well
0: probably <laughs> uh, that the Math is my subject. Well, <laughs> so, uh, probably didn't get it right then, but that, uh, I've had that one in the bank for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Great.
1: Okay. Yeah. And they, they prefer not to be in the bright summer sun in the afternoon, they prefer morning sun or moderate shade. Things like the climbing hydrangea will do well growing up trees. And so they will do very well in shade.
0: Yeah. So, I've also heard the climbing hydrangea, you can even put that on the, That north facing wall or that north side of the house, yeah.
1: So that's a good one. Oh yeah, no, it's it's rock hardy and it's just elegant. If you, you know, if you move into especially a brick house or something like that. Oh man. And you uh, plant the hydrangea now. In ten years, you're just gonna. People are gonna stop. There'll be accidents in front of your house because people are stopping to look at your climbing. And you'll see Terry and Len with coffee sitting on the. That's (laughs) right, you know, and the insurance. (laughs) claim a company can be there so
0: yeah all state will show up transolo (laughs) and transolo
1: yeah awesome
0: well then i think that's a a great start for us to get going on hydrangeas and uh yeah and let me just reiterate for our audience if you guys have any questions any topics anything troubles in the garden troubles you know with pet food farm feed anything like that we're making our rounds through you know everything that's living and grows in and around the home so if you have any questions shoot us an email it's podcast at com, or go to our website com. you can go to the contact us shoot a message facebook whatever it is we'll get it yeah. and uh we'd love to you know look into you know what's on your mind and and any feedback is great as well but uh
1: or listen to garden talk on wtic AM 12 to 2 every saturday, saturday. yeah uh There'll be someone there to answer your questions.
0: Yes, yeah, call in and and Len will take your questions, um, which I got to do in December, which was a total blast.
1: It was fun, wasn't it? So,
0: it was. It was awesome. So yeah, with today's advice, uh, I think it's safe to say that uh, our audience are no longer strangers to hydrangeas. Oh, yeah. The end with that. <laughs> I saved that one the whole time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great. Well, thanks again, Len. No problem, Terry. Thank you all for listening. For notes from this episode, visit the podcast section of our website at mackeysgrows.com. Also, we'd love to hear your topic ideas or questions, so drop us a line through our website's contact page. If you found the information in this podcast useful or simply just enjoyed our chat, we'd truly appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on your preferred listening app. It helps share our show with others and lets us know to keep working hard. Thanks again, and remember... Where that is, and what you love, that's home. Mackie's, where the home grows.